0: I'm very impressed, and I've actually worked um, as an emergency brewster for your website. So thank you. My wife says thank you for that extra few hundred dollars here and there. Um, it's, uh,
1: it's very encouraging sending you out, knowing knowing how um, how well experienced you are, mate. So thanks for joining.
0: Look, me. I always apologise. I, I just I always say, look, I'm I'm pretty old. <laughs> um,
1: but um, give me a disclaimer beforehand.
0: I, I'm really, I think it's hard for baristas because um, people love coffee, they fall in love and it's hard to sort of find a career path. Like, I think it's so so natural for people to open a cafe um, or to start a roastery and I think we're heading above 350 small roasteries in Melbourne alone at the moment. Wow. Um, so um, I think I think like what you're doing is um, really necessary, and it, it really obviously fills a need in the market. Um, I yeah, was just saying to you on the phone earlier that um, Five Senses, you know, I mentioned to Andy Easthorpe from Five Senses years ago, yeah. and you know they they got asked every day, can you please help send a barista to one of one of their customers? And um, until you really brought an eloquent and organised, easy-to-use system. Um, it's There really was no help for the cafe owner, and it, it's a very stressful situation to be in. Did you want to tell us about, like, the need that you're meeting and how this made some of the success stories?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, you know, being a, you know, having T. Roy Brown for six years, um, you know, I saw firsthand what it was like to... Really take on the stress, knowing that you're the boss. Um, and I, I, now see, you know, what a, as a barista going around for ten years before that, I now understand a bit more about why, why it was sometimes hard to be around your manager or your owner, because, um, you know, there's just so many little things that you've got to take responsibility for, and and that's not staff usually. You know, you got to run your business, and then if a staff member doesn't turn up, or for to leave early, or um, you have to attend something. The, you really don't need it and um unfortunately it's you've just gotta accept it. It doesn't seem like it's it's um, it's gonna go well anytime soon, like staffing stresses. But um, hopefully this service I mean, it came about once I once I sold the shop, um I put myself out there and, and knew that if I told all my friends and my networks that I'm coming to work for three or four hours, I, I would have hoped that they would trust me and um, they would accept, cool, it's all right, I know they can step in. And I thought, you know, I, I think there's a lot more out there like me, but maybe not in the same situation of selling a shop and having so much free time. But then I thought about just creating a just such a monstrous database to improve the chances that someone is free. And that's where the... I guess the, the idea was um, kind of made felt real because all I would have to do is network, and which I enjoyed doing, and I already had a, I guess a, a nice base in Melbourne here with uh, meeting people like yourself and um, Roasters, um, the people, you know, Andy and, and those guys, um, we all kind of agreed, or you could all see that um, there needed to be some kind of support, so it really just was about collecting the people together um, getting their, I guess, intent to say, hey, look, you know, you don't have to work if you see a job come up, but um, hopefully if you see it, um, say yes and we'll connect you. And that was really, that's, that's, that's it. That's as far as I, I could see all that needed to be done. Um, so it ran, it ran for probably about six to nine months where, I was just facilitating, facilitating it through text message, um, and I kind of just thought, you know, this is getting a little bit out of hand. I was—I had probably 150 baristas on the books that on on my database that I could call upon, and my phone wasn't good enough, um, and it was my personal phone too. So it was just—it was—it um, needed to be um, cleared up and organized a lot more. So I developed just a basic website that I um, hoped would, you know. Be able to facilitate bookings from cafes, but also registration, and. Um...
0: And it's a great website. It's very simple, very easy to use. It's got the frequently asked questions. You can sign up if you're a barista, yeah. sign up if you're a cafe, and and you're just connecting people in need. I mean, baristas who may have a spare yeah. five hours and but not a spare eight hours, and they can take a five yeah. hour job. Um, cafes yep. who need a barista and you're vouching for them um, and, you know, I, I imagine it's growing, so I imagine you've you you know, you've found a win-win.
1: Well, yeah, that, that was the important thing to, to acknowledge was coming from the experience that I had as a cafe in a brain space. <laughs> sometimes it's really limited with creativity and, and you know, you don't have time. You, you just generally don't have time to fix some problems. So you kind of prioritise what you need to fix, but when staff pop up, you have to do something about it. So I wanted to kind of cushion, cushion that feeling and, and say, look, it's okay. Just get to this website, and the first thing that you look at, you know, you don't even. Some people don't even want to know what the what the conditions are. Like you just want someone and contact details and just to be to be available. So I wanted that. That was why the, the simplicity was. Um, focused on when I was designing the website was just I just wanted to, I almost had Atari or the old Atari days you know click right click left you know yeah. player one player two it's, it's sad that you can't even get that anymore but um, that was the whole point of the simplicity of it that when you land on that page you had only your your one option especially as a cafe owner was really slapping your face and that's why it's um, why it's designed like that so I'm glad you, you noticed that because.
0: Uh, it is support. great and I think support. being a small business owner is really hard work whether you're a an electrician or a hairdresser or a cafe owner it's a trap to get so involved in your business that you can't really take a step back and work on the business you're always working in the business and you know that's why I always recommend the e-myth it's a, a book about taking off that hat of the technician and putting on the manager hat for a while. Um, I was going to ask you: Do you think a need a barista or backup barista is is unique to Melbourne because it's coffee crazy, or is this something that you're going to take to you know a hundred cities? <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, it's it's
1: well, it's not just baristas; it's just the hospitality sector. And if you want to kind of branch out, push the circle a bit more, further than baristas, definitely hospitality. Uh, there's always um, you just don't. You're not a corporate organisation. Generally, you don't have. You know, you're not like a Core or um, you know, Origin or PowerShop or any of these big big orgs that you know. You've got 80 staff or 150 staff, and then you've got Sydney branches, and you've got. You know, people are just in their one location, so they don't have. I don't think there'll ever be a point where people just have excess staff lingering around on their books. It's one of the I guess the responsibilities for cash flow is you know where can you tighten up and it's staff one of the hardest ones to manage to a T because you have people falling in and out so i think the the demand's going to always be there i think the stock items the barista and the problems the cafe owners um problem where they've got to find staff so i don't think those three things will in my opinion in be in our life so i'm Joan, but i don't, I don't think they're going to go away, and that's right across, the, the I guess, the careers or employment sector.
0: And do you think that um, there's, you know, I'm sure you've thought of the term the uh, sharing economy. You can, you know, pick up a flexi car or a car next door or, yeah. you know, Uber. Like, do you think that there's a bigger trend that, that you're solving a problem? It's almost like crowdsourcing baristas, crowdsourcing yeah. chefs. Maybe if you can organise this really well, I wonder whether cafes can even maybe it becomes so real time that cafes can put on staff and put off staff in a very casual way to to meet yes. to meet demand. You know?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I, I think you could inevitably do that if if you start becoming reliable and the um, I guess the availability and the consistency of baristas coming up. But mean, right now we're still in a stage where um, People, consumers aren't trusting these new concepts. We trusted Uber, but I'm sure at the start where it tried out overseas and it wasn't trusted and it just took lots and lots of users and a good support system and a good price point. It didn't bang straight away. Um, and I think that's the same with this kind of uh, contract Uber-style staffing thing. We're still dealing with very delicate owners and, and stressed-out owners, and they've got a lot of money on the line, and their life, and their pride, and their um, branding. And so it's going to take some time, but you know, other companies, as long as they're, um, you know, need a barista, there's us, there's um there's a few around that are. Um, I think we're all going for the same goal, which is just supporting the hospitality industry properly. Yeah. It just, I, I believe. I can see no one's going. I can, see, hopefully anyway. That's my, my point. But I, I don't, I'm not about the greedy side of it turning into this big genius that's going to take over the world. Um, I mean, if it happened organically, great. But um, it's certainly what drives me and gets me up every morning and 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 you know takes calls at five thirty in the morning and um, getting interrupted on holidays and you know all that kind of stuff. It's so great helping someone and. And helping the industry that I'm, I've, that's given to me, I guess. Um, Starting to sound like a sport no, team. You know, just giving back to my club, but you're definitely,
0: like <laughs> you're definitely it's the, the man to do it. I mean, you're the guy who got Schwarzenegger to take a photo <laughs> drinking a latte. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> on your Instagram, and your, you know, your Instagram was real. And you know, there's so many fake yeah. Instagram accounts. And when when I say fake, yeah, like. Yeah you know, it was you, your customers, your products, you know, the highs and the lows were there. And that's what people are now starting to figure out sort of five years into Instagram that, you know, you need real businesses on Instagram, real personality. So I think there is an element of genius there. And I think you're, um, you're going to build something great. Unfortunately, I, I've only got a few more minutes because I have to go pick up my kids from school. (laughs) Did you want to, did you want, we should definitely do a part two, but did you want to Promote like yourself or your website or anything else that um, that's going on in Melbourne Coffee or how how people are you needing more baristas at the moment or more cafes at the moment or?
1: Yeah, you know we're, we're developing. I mean, when I say we, it's me and um, I'm developing as fast as I can, but also as um, like you said, as real as I can. And I don't want to I don't want to miss anything or, or lose that personal service. So I'm still on my phone and it's still um. You know, I get emails direct to my thing and uh, direct to my inbox, but uh, the site still, the service is, is there for the cafe owners, so I guess cafe owners is the people that I want to reach out to, Yeah. Um, we've got such a great, great, credible list, we've got the best barista list, I think, um, in the country where, I you mean, know, it's a pretty ruthless system to get on the books, um, thankfully you're a brilliant barista and I've known you for a long time, so you're one of the easy applications, but... We want to um continue that providing that elite service. So um, you know, sharing sharing the opportunity with fellow baristas is great, but more so getting the message out to cafes that stress out on a Monday morning, and you know, little Johnny hasn't turned up for work today because he's partied on Sunday, or just want to eliminate that that stress. So um, certainly, um, I think for 20 bucks a day, it's pretty. You know, it's five coffees. Um, do you want support or not for five? Worth, it's kind of, you know, you probably pump them out about three minutes,
0: John, way I used to work. So. <laughs> it is pretty, right. it is pretty amazing. Um, you know, just uh, you know, walking into a cafe that's doing, you know, four or five hundred coffees. There's a different coffee, yeah. a different grinder, a different machine, different brew ratios, different milk, different coconut milk, almond milk, matcha lattes, <laughs> turmeric lattes. <laughs> like, you've got to be ready to produce. Perfect coffees with no yeah. uh, previous experience in that cafe. So, um, you know, not yeah. every cafe is that complicated, but um, but I think you match the cafe to the barista because you've got a, a quite a comprehensive list of skills. So um, you can yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. you can
0: match the barista who has experience with a seneso, with a cafe that has a seneso, for example.
1: Um, you know, not a lot of cafe owners have mentioned it but they probably don't realise that it's exciting meeting someone like yourself who's worked in so many different environments a lot of cafe owners don't get an opportunity to go see other cafes and their systems and really understand it, it's almost like you're bringing in a, a certain skill set that you know maybe you never knew how to make a hot chocolate other than the way you do and so you get a barista coming in that's you know, it doesn't work at your shop, it's worked at 10 or 15 places through Backup Barista and they've just got a different understanding of making something for you learn, different ways, so it's really cool and, cap- and baristas are learning from the cafes too, so, you know, as long as it's kind of open minds and you, you um you kind of think soon enough in a shift, um, you still find a nice little common ground and, and hopefully there's something to learn from each other, so... Um, yeah, thank you. I hope you enjoy going out
0: there, mate. I yeah. do. I love it, and it's perfect for me because I don't run a cafe and I have regular customers. But often in batch brew, which is what I do, um, yeah, sure. often I'm delivering batch brew at seven in the morning, six in the morning, and I can I can actually pick up a nine a.m. shift um, and keep yeah. the, keep the wife happy because I'm not at home watching Netflix instead. Um, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, thank you so much for your time. I have we have a lot more we probably can talk about, and I definitely I have a lot of questions for you. Um, even I, I noticed T Roy Brown. Um, I, I don't think there's anything in there anymore. It just it just shows how how hard it is, you know, to, um, to to do things well. And there's a lot of change coming. So I think you're definitely part of the new guard of of what's coming.
1: Uh, Cheers, brother. Thanks for the support, mate.
0: Okay, I'm gonna oh, cut. Too? Yeah, I'm gonna end the interview, and um, I'll give you a call back.
1: No worries.
0: Thanks, Troy. Thanks. Hey, Troy.